Welcome to our backyard. This is the Backyard Philosophy Podcast. We are two friends having a discussion after everyone else has passed out or gone to bed. Grab a drink and listen as we discuss everything from automation, space exploration, and why the meaning of life is 42. How many times have you heard someone hold up a 2x4 and say, man, they don't make wood like they used to? Well, from a person who used to work construction, constantly. Because, man, it really feels like they cheap out on wood at the hardware store. And that's, in a sense, true. I just don't think people realize it. But we're going to talk about how come you don't have those old, straight, strong wooden boards anymore. Before we get too far into it, Mike, how are you doing? What are you drinking? Well, I'm definitely drinking a stiff one with some Eldorado rum. How about you, my friend? How are you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing great. You know I love talking about trees. and I'm drinking some Coors Light. And the mountains are blue. So, first thing, why don't we have these old wooden, these, you know, these big, strong 2x4s? You can look at them. You can see the rings are really close together. They're straight as a board. Well, one, people don't want to pay for it. So it takes a long time to grow that timber. What you're seeing is a, sl- a slow phase of growth. When you look at those newer 2x4s, you're seeing a faster growth cycle. And people aren't willing to pay more for better wood, so why would you take 80 years to grow the same piece of wood versus 40 years when you can grow two of them and double your profits? It's a good question, but that's imagine different trees, different species. Well, so all that wood was cut from what people call old growth wood. If you're not in the, I don't know, out west, we have a lot of people who are very against cutting old growth wood and so the easiest way to avoid getting in some kind of legal battle is don't let your wood get to old growth levels if it's old wood people are going to complain when you cut it you can cut young wood all day so that's not a huge factor but it's definitely a factor i mean people simultaneously don't want to cut old growth but at the same time we want wood with the characteristics of old growth which we can get at a probably faster than it took to get old growth but we don't have any you know there's no market for it this is gonna sound like a dumb question does wood hardness depend on age well the the strength of the wood really depends on the species more than anything else but are you talking about like a board or the actual like compound in the tree like the wood that's in the tree i'm thinking as i cut it down and turn into a board will a hundred year old tree same species have harder wood than a 10 year old tree don't think it will necessarily have harder wood it'll probably cut about the same it's more going to be a difference from species to species but that wood is going to be stronger it's going to hold together a lot better in the older timber okay so we don't in one we don't have a lot of old growth left so even if people wanted that wood and there was a huge demand it's going to take us a while to grow it probably 80 to 100 years or more to get those characteristic small growth rings that we want and we'd have to change how we're planting our trees right now right now we plant trees so they're wide enough so they don't compete but when you want small growth rates you got to put them closer together so they are competing so from what i'm hearing nick is size does matter nothing i mean no crickets yes and no (laughs) it's not really size it's more time i think for for the timber everyone wants so there's a lot of problems with cutting old growth too. 
we're not used to cutting old growth. It's not like the 70s. There's only so many mills that accept old growth wood. You know, mills are so specifically designed to a certain size of trees that not every wood can just take a large diameter timber that these older trees are. So the shipping cost, because a lot of what you pay from the when your wood's cut down is lost in shipping costs. You got to put it on a log truck and pay for that diesel to get it to the other end of the state. Not really, but it seems like it sometimes. And uh, so you're losing a lot of money there. When you can't just take it to the closest mill, because you got to take it to a special mill for old growth, it's your shipping cost is going to be even more. Another problem is we're kind of at the end of the age of cutters, of loggers, who actually are familiar with logging old growth. It's very different from logging this uh, third generation timber that we're cutting now. Instead of having like a 18 to you know 26 inch diameter, you're looking at like a few feet diameter. The techniques are different. The tools are different. Uh, the, you're going to need bigger equipment to handle larger wood. So that ups the cost of this older wood. I can't help but think of we forgot how the pyramids were built. Are we going to forget how to cut down old trees? Yeah, eventually. Well, now I'm depressed. So, and like I said, the I think the biggest thing is is there's no market. And I've thought about ways to create a market for it. And I think the easiest way to do that would be to assign some sort of strength rating to lumber. So you can go and buy a 2x4 across the board and it has very you know there's there's specifications it has to reach and the strength it has to be but it's not uh you know you can't buy like it's not like uh metal where you can buy grades of it there's just one grade wood you you get what you get i would say that's especially true in construction when you're buying in bulk sometimes they just show you have to usually order i would say about 10 percent extra what you think because some of the woods are just gonna have so many knots it's unusable warpage some of the woods pressure treated some of it's not it's yeah you lose a good percentage due to unperceivable forces and that's just part of the game currently yeah and so if there was a a grade of like hey this is you know type one wood this is type two it's a little bit stronger and this is type three this is this strength now we'd have to figure out how to how to test that without trying to break every piece of wood well, because the strength yep. is not much of an issue. We've already tested different types of wood. So pretty much you'd have to just scan it for defections. So you wouldn't have to test it. You just have to scan it. At least that's what's coming to my mind because funny in fact, in engineering school, we tested on when woods would break from sheer force and calculating the share, the share, the sheer, shearing. Fuck me. I believe that shear, shear, if I had to guess. It just doesn't sound right coming out of my mouth, but. We already know all the stresses and grades for lumber. We just need to scan it each one to see knots, defects, and impacts. So that way we understand, okay, this is going to be weaker than this point. This is going to be weaker than this point. We can, after a couple of trials and errors, can have a category. Yeah. Um, now I've, I've heard about it in classes. I guess I should have appreciated this with I Grow Trees, for those of you who don't know. But uh, I think the big one again is is there is really no market for it i mean you work construction mike how much are people willing to pay for the superior product or do they buy the cheapest product i'll be honest when i was working making houses and industrial buildings i don't think uh, uh, it was get the job done and get it acceptable like with a certain time frame it was not it was nothing else i think you're probably your best market's going to be your at-home builder the mom and pop making their own bench and stuff and stuff like that yeah probably 
because I'll be honest, Nick, me and you are both like, if we can do it ourselves, we want to do it ourselves. And there's sometimes, and if I've been in a certain house where like, I just want to set this and never have to worry about it ever again, I will spend the extra 25 bucks knowing that this piece of wood will outlive the time I live in this house. But that's a small market compared to, you know, what people are paying contractors to, to construct houses and buildings. I don't think it's enough to drive a large demand for this old, you know, this good wood, this very close together concentric rings, uh, stronger, older, you know, I, this is why we grow fat. This is why we grow trees quickly and as fast as we can so we can get another one on the market. And a lot of people don't like that, but it, to me it's just like, well, no one's paying for it. And then there's other risks with growing your trees longer. So the longer your trees are on the stump, they're going to be more they're going to be more in the path of anything that comes through, whether it be beetles, wildfire, fungus. You can get heart rot, lose out on your investment, comes and takes it. But if you harvest your trees as once they're mature around, depending where you're at geographically for the Oregon coast around 40 years, then, uh, you know, you're less likely to deal with any kind of rots or funguses and beetles, and you can return more of your investment. So until there's a more financial incentive to keep trees on the stump, we're not going to see the trees or the boards that we've seen in the past. We're not going to see the the straight boards. We're not going to see the tight concentric rings. You know, you can look at it and be like, this is, this is an old wood. This is a quality tree. This might be a solution if we're just throwing stuff at the wall, and I don't mean to intervene, but what happens if we targeted the artisan market? So the carpenters making custom furniture, the artists making, I don't know, pieces of, of work, people building custom uh, grand tables for companies. Maybe that is the market to go after. So, I mean... Well, I think that market is really driven by... Um, so that your tree cleaning crews and your arbor crews that go out and cut down trees in neighborhoods... Uh, because those trees are allowed to get older because they're just there for looks. And then they'll cut it down and sell it to a distributor. Um, here, some old, some older logs get sent to a chainsaw carving place, but there's just not the, the market here to support it. But like, so like in, uh, let's say Northern California, you have a lot of uh, redwood burls, uh, similar to like an oak, I think oaks do it too, but it's, it's the the tree grows a lot of tissue in this this strange design and it's very pretty and artists like it and so you get stuff like that where they'll pay maybe they'll pay like a timber company to come and collect some but a lot of times uh, the loggers will just cut and sell it to them directly if they know someone or it's the arbor crews in town or in the out in and outside of town that they know the artists in the area and they know kind of what they need and they can cut and get out to them. I mean, out east, it's going to be different. So back east when they have, I'm trying to think, I want to say it's white oak. I can't, it's some kind of hardwood tree, but it's a tree that's used for, I want to say violins. It's some kind of musical instrument and the instrument makers will actually go out to the forest with the, the forester and pick out their tree that they want to make the instrument out of. Well, that's interesting. That's that's a kind of nice that they're, the artisans are being that close to what their craftsman is. I am a sucker for a good craftsman. But, Nick, what about um, handles? 
this is this is gonna sound kind of dumb but i'm a big fan of axes and hammers and they're usually hickory i would probably pay an extra five dollars to have a better handle on my tool so it doesn't fracture and crack as much well i don't think it's going to be an extra five bucks you're going to essentially double the cost so if it's a 27 dollar handle it's going to be a 56 dollar handle or whatever the fuck oh it depends on performance if the performance matches the costs then i'm in because you're what you're doing is you're doubling the co- the time it takes to grow really i mean so it, we're harvesting trees at 40 to get tighter rings they're going to be harvested at 80 or possibly later. I don't know exactly the number, but it, but it's at least double. I was going to say maybe gun stocks, but they're already so expensive as it is. So maybe maybe we don't do that. Yeah, I, I just think uh, I just think it's something we're not willing to pay for. It's unfortunate because it'd be nice to have. But again, I'm, I think you're right, Nick. I don't think there's just a market for it. Because, I mean, the, the price of wood, especially now, people are already upset about how high it is. You know, the price of building a house. Wood's one of your main costs of that, and then try doubling that cost. People are not going to be happy. Yeah, that's for sure. People aren't happy when gas goes up ten cents, let alone when a piece of lumber goes up an extra twenty bucks. Yeah. So I, it's more just trying to. This is a question I get asked most often when I, I tell people I grow trees of how come they don't make wood like they used to. It's like, well, I mean, technically, wood's been made the same for thousands of years. We grow it faster now. And that's why it's, you know, quote unquote, made different, but uh, still the same wood, same species, just the rate that it's grown doesn't give it the qualities that we want. So what I'm hearing is we go back to medieval warfare and we can make more longbows. Yep. I mean, I mean, maybe we should blame this all on the English who came over and started cutting down all the big trees for ship masts. Seems like history comes down to uh, blame three people, blame the British, blame the Germans, blame the Chinese. That's how we play it here in America. <laughs> Whether it's true or not, boy, does that story get spun a lot. It's like the, the South Park episode. It's our oldest enemy. <laughs> no, Russians? older. No, before before that. The Germans? No, before that. The Germans again? <laughs> <laughs> nope, it's the English. Well, that's about all I had on trees, Mike, unless you had anything else. No, I'm just stumped. I can't think of any uh, uses for the old growth. Damn it, I'm pissed that I'm gonna, that's where I'm gonna end it. Thanks for listening to the Backyard Philosophy Podcast. We rarely finish a podcast without missing a point we wanted to bring up, so let us know what we forgot. And if you have a topic you want us to talk about, let us know at Backyard Philosophy on Instagram and Backyard Philosophy Podcast on Facebook.